Hello, everybody. This is Nick from the UFFL Podcast. Before we get started with this week's episode, just want to forewarn you that the audio in this episode isn't quite the best. So just be prepared. There's a little bit of feedback. Not the best effort that we've had, but we're getting better and we're going to do it. Got a good episode for you today. So enjoy. It's the Ultra Keeper Fantasy Football League, the podcast. With the commission, Nick Fondo, and four-time UFFL champion, Corey Duga. Man, if this Dodger score stays the same way that it is right now, Eric is going to be very mad. Yeah, there's no, there's no trading with Eric. <laughs> so we typically record at 9.30 on Tuesdays, which is what we're doing now. And the Dodgers have just taken the lead. The Rays have just pulled Blake Snell. It makes no sense. Nobody knows what's going on. And uh, the Dodgers look like they're going to win the World Series. I don't understand what's going on, but uh, this is not a world, this is not a baseball podcast. Why? I don't understand why they pull pull them in the six. It just makes no sense to me. But that's why I'm not a baseball manager. I'm just Corey that does a podcast that nobody listens to. That's all right though. You're back on track. You got to win this week. I did not. I lost to Dice. And since you started talking shit on Dice's team, he hasn't lost. He's undefeated. He's 3-0 and since you started talking shit. So perhaps you could like start talking nice about his team so he can start losing again. Because ever since you've been a dick, he doesn't lose. Well, that may be foreshadowing to what my picks may be this week. So stay tuned. <laughs> Don't think I'm already on to that, Nick. All right, let's go through the scores. Let's go with the first game. Derek against Zane. Uh, Derek wins 133 to 107, despite Zane's getting Zane getting almost 40 points from Baker Mayfield. Um, man, Zane's team is just having a really bad year. I mean, not only does his team suck, but his three best players, arguably, uh, Nick Chubb, Raheem Mostert, and Odell Beckham, all on injured reserve. So his three potential keepers for next year, all on injured reserve, on top of the fact that his team is one in six and awful, just I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this man's team, but it's bad. I got my payday for Mozart. He can have him. I got my second round pick. So wish him all the luck. Hey, we talked about Derek's team. Uh, we've been talking about Derek's team all year, pretty much, and you know it's a top tier team. It, 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 you know, Kamara, Hopkins. Uh, he has Michael Thomas, who hasn't played. And, uh, and he's still finding himself near the top of the team. So it's a scary team if he gets healthy with all those guys. He doesn't have Dak Prescott anymore. But uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who I thought he would start anyway, is looking good. So, Yeah, I I offered – I messaged Derek earlier this week and offered if he, asked him if he had any interest in Breeze, and he said no. So I think, I think he's pretty set on his Tannehill-Roethlisberger connection. I think those are serviceable quarterbacks, especially when you look at the rest of his team. His running backs are a little shaky outside of that because, I mean, Latavius Murray and <laughs> and Kamara, I mean, when you have to start those two guys and you look at his bench, he's got some serious health issues, not, not knowing how long Mixon's going to be out. So, you know, hopefully he can he can ride that wave a little longer, but hopefully the hopefully the luck runs out for Derek because I, I need him to start losing so I can start moving up in the ranks. 
exactly what we didn't need to happen in Chris's game happened. Chuck beats Chris 105 to 97. Uh, Chris's team just shits the bed. 35.9 points from Russell Wilson. Uh, just not enough. 3.1 from Josh Jacobs. Edelman had a really horrible game. Uh, nobody really did what they were supposed to do. He does have a few players on by. Uh, but Chuck moves to 4-3. and three. Chris moves down. He is now 5-2. Um, still the top of the league, but uh, the main story here is that Chuck's team moves up to four and three, uh, kind of kind of fighting with all of us in that in that low area. I wasn't too excited to, to see Chuck win. Um, I don't necessarily like Chris either. I don't like both of these guys. So whatever. I mean, who do you like? I like you. I like you. Really? I can, that's that's, I can, that's surprising. I can stomach Derek. Um, I like Eric, believe it or not. Even though Eric, I don't think likes me. I, I like Eric. And well, nobody likes you. Well, so we know that. Um, okay, so Mike, nobody likes you. So that's I, I understood. Like I like Mike. And outside of that, those guys are just afterthoughts. They're guys that have just come and go, and they're guys that are just easily fed up with it, and they leave. So I, I don't put much investment in guys that don't that don't start a kicker or that. Ryan Dice, who has a horrible draft and has a shitty team and wins every week. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily like many people. There's, I, I like some co- of the core guys. I would say, yeah, you and you and Mike and Eric are pretty much it, and Derek are pretty much it. That's half the league. And myself, I like myself. So yeah, that's half the league. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Chuck is one and done. Like I, if Chuck comes back and play next year, like I would be genuinely surprised like he he's gone like he's a one and done and I, I didn't when I made the decision to add him to the league I didn't think he was a one and done but I'm pretty confident he's a one and done yeah that's, so that's more reflection on Mike that's more reflection on Mike than anything else that's not your fault that's I agree Mike's, yeah I agree speaking of Mike he loses this week to Eric 115 to 95 so these are two teams that are in the mix. I think Eric's a little bit better than Mike's team. Eric moves to five and two, which is good. Mike moves down to three and four. Uh, my team's also three and four. We'll get to my game next, but Eric's team moves to five and two. I think that's good for the league. I disagree. I think that Mike should have won this game. I think that that Eric rode the coattails of a Devonte Adams blowout. His team is just really not that great. There's nobody on his team that's like, oh my gosh, what an amazing team. Mahomes is okay he did okay Connor is okay Gurley had a good week who and even that last touch he shouldn't even had that last touchdown that last touchdown was a fluke he fell down on the goal line and should he shouldn't even have scored so he got a garbage touchdown an amazing game from Adams he lucked out this week his his team is not that great I mean Mahomes is really good oh no no uh, doubt, I mean no doubt but I mean, he has this. These are this is Mahomes this year: twenty six, thirty one, forty eight, twenty four, thirty three, twenty four, and then he had the fourteen point game this past week. But I mean, that's clearly an anomaly. He's in seven games, um, he scored twenty more than twenty four points every single time. So I mean, that's that's what you want from your quarterback. I mean, he you're guaranteed pretty much twenty four points. So you know, I think Mahomes is going to win him a lot of games. My my only what I was saying is, I want more teams at the top and at the bottom than in the middle because I'm in the middle. So if, if Mike would have won, that I put that I made two four and three teams, I don't need that. Instead, Eric wins. Now he's five and two. Mike's three and four. So it's easier to climb up to the top. Like I think Chris's team and Eric's team are in the playoffs now. 
at five and two. Like that's fine. I'm, I'm more worried about the rest of the league and what everybody else is doing. So there's some four and threes and some three and fours, and we're all battling it out for the playoffs. Instead, if we have like a shitload of four and threes, I'd rather just one of them be five and two. Yeah, see, I'm I'm okay being there because I have a lot more points. But yeah, I I just can't. You know, Eric Eric's cool. I like Eric, but man, a big head Eric is not a is not a fun Eric to be around. So no, I, I don't. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. We we don't we don't, we don't need that to happen. Uh, moving on to my game, um, I lose one eleven to ninety five. Interesting thing going on with my team, uh, the Josh Allen Aaron Rodgers thing. I mean, I don't know what to do because Aaron Rodgers is uh, he's QB one. He, he's a must start guy, and up until the last couple of weeks, Josh Allen was probably the number one quarterback in the league. So I, I don't know. I I I feel like I got to start Aaron Rodgers every week but I mean how do I binge Josh Allen like he was my guy so I don't know I'm in a tough spot and I don't even really know if my team is gonna make the playoffs so I don't I don't even really know if it matters but if I'm gonna make the playoffs I gotta start starting the right guy so I mean what do you think I think that you should start looking at the matchups I think you've got a really good case for both of them. I did that. I played Josh Allen against the Jets. That's exactly why I played him because of matchups. He played against the Jets and he put up 16 <laughs> points. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers goes up for 35. I did that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start Aaron Rodgers. And then I was like, wait a minute. Josh Allen's playing the Jets. I got to start the guy against the Jets, right? And he puts yeah, up a donkey fucking game. Like, you're right. You're right. No, you made the right start. And I, I think I texted you and I said, Aaron Rodgers is a must start every week. He had one bad week, but other than that, he's been just lighting it up. So yeah, you you've got an interesting, maybe just trade one, so you don't have to worry about it. I mean, I guess I could do that. I... <laughs> Does anybody want one of these guys? Like, hit me up for a trade. Like, I'll trade. I'll trade either one of them. Like, I just want picks. I'm not looking. I'm not looking for anything that's going to help me this year. Like, if you want Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers, I will trade either one of them. That is fine with me. Make my decision easier. I'll trade one of them. Just give me a pick. Like, it doesn't even have to be that good of a pick. I, I want to get rid of one of them. There's there's two points that I want to make on your team. You've been really big on Chase Claypool, and he was awful this past week. And yes, also, awful. you had a really high um, waiver number and you went after Jarek McKinnon and you picked him up and you didn't start him and he did awful. So I'm curious to see how your feelings of, cause I know you value that high waiver number. What are your feelings of Jarek McKinnon? You using that waiver, that waiver pick on him. Yeah. So two weeks ago I used my high waiver on Claypool. And then last week I used my high waiver on McKinnon and combined, they got a negative point three. Like combined, combined, they have a negative point three for this week. So yeah, not feeling too good about those pickups. But I, I, you know, I think I think I think both of those players are going to be pretty good. I mean, I think Claypool showed that he's going to be a mainstay in that offense. I think he's going to do a lot of good things. And, and if somebody has to carry the ball for the 49ers, I just think you know McKinnon had a really bad game. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with my team. All right, it's a shit show. Sometimes they look good, sometimes they look bad. I got rid of one of my keepers in Tyreek Hill. I don't know if I'm a seller, I'm a buyer. I'm three and four. It's it's just who knows. Like you're three and four. We'll move on to your game. You're three and four, but your team is like strong. Like I think you just had some bad luck. I think we can all agree. That your team is pretty strong. You move up to three and four, but I mean, I think you're a little bit better than a three and four team. Like, I think I'd still pick you for the playoffs. Like, if you're talking about all these four and three, three and four teams, 
I think I'd still put your team in the playoffs. You beat Aaron 124-95. to I think Aaron's team's in a downward spiral. I don't think he's going to make the playoffs anymore. So, uh, you know, it's it's you and I are both three and four, and in entirely different situations. Yeah, I agree. I had a this is my big this is my big bye week. I had my starting quarterback and and tight end on a bye. I had a late scratch from Aaron Jones, so I'm struggling. I mean, I'm already you know a, a third of my starters are are either out or or on a bye. So I was scrambling. Um, not knowing what to do, and yeah, that was this is a, a, a very very tough week for me in fantasy football. Um, I did not have great aspirations going into this game against Aaron. Aaron was, I feel, had the advantage on me, um, but you know, I pulled out a win. Breeze had some had three touchdowns in the first half, which really helped me. Uh, James Robinson, who I've put a lot of, I've been saying it from the beginning, he's been the savior of my team. He did. A, he did really well. I mean, these, some of these guys did fantastic. Mike Davis, who I thought would have done great. I should have known better to start Mike Davis, but I didn't have any other any other options. Uh, Saints have a really good run defense, so I I expected that kind of output. And then I got a few lucky touchdowns from Ridley and Hill. So yeah, I mean, Hill finally stepped up. I mean, he he obviously wasn't happy to be traded because this was his first touchdown in, in the last two weeks. <laughs> Chiefs had a great showing against Denver. You know, I and then Johnny Smith, who I purposely picked up and held just for this one week, and he did nothing. He was he was questionable going into the game. He started. He did nothing. I'm willing to deal right now. I'm willing to deal some of these players on my team if anybody wants them. Edmonds is available. Edmonds, who's going to be the starter for. Arizona for the next few weeks is available. Mike Davis is available. What about Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson has been a huge disappointment for me. You have to start him every week, but you know potentially he could he could very well be a on um, available on the chopping block. Uh, So I mean, Drew Brees looked really good. Drew Brees looked really really good last week. And with Scrubs, with with throwing to Callaway and and Deontay Harris. I mean, he makes. That's what Breeze does. Breeze makes these players look good. I mean, he did it to Marcus Colston. He's done it to Willie Sneed. He's done it to Lance Moore. He's really good at making these undrafted free agents or these late-round draft picks shine. So I'm very happy with, with Breeze's performance. This is the reason why I drafted him was for just one week, and he delivered. So I'm very happy with the win. I needed a win. I was bleeding and next week's next week looks favorable when I look at all the matchups. We'll get into that later, but I'm 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 very optimistic about the rest of the season. Let's go through the standings real quick before we get to next week. Chris still at the top of the league, five and two with eight hundred and ten points. Eric also at five and two with seven hundred and fifty nine points. Uh, moving to the four and three teams, there's three of them: Derek four and three at seven eighty three, Ryan uh, Dice four and three at seven oh nine. If the playoffs started today, Ryan would be in the playoffs. Unbelievable. Chuck at four and three with six eighty eight, and then going down to the three and fours, your team three and four with eight hundred and twenty eight points, the most points in the entire league at three and four. Mike at three and four with seven forty seven. I'm at three and four with seven oh two. Aaron three oh four with six seventy one, and Zane at one and six with six oh five. And the thing that sucks about Zane being <laughs> one and six is that you have no chance to get the first pick in the draft 
if you don't at least finish in the in the you know the five to eight range to get in that bracket. Like he'll get the number two pick. He's like guaranteed the number two pick, but you don't get the number one pick. So that's that's the worst part. You know who the number two pick can bring you? DJ Moore. Don't forget that. Number two pick. <laughs> he had it last year. You're right. He had it last year. <laughs> no, but I, I think it's interesting, and I've, I've, I am I am the highest scoring team in the league with a losing record, and I think it's great. You look at the you look at the points against, and I'm the only team that has over 800 points scored against them. I've I have more points against me than I have that I than points. People break their A game when they play the champs. That's right. Hey, I'm gonna defend my title. I'm gonna make a run. It's time for the UFFL Picks of the Week. Let's go to next week's games. Starting with the Game of the Week. We're going to start with the Game of the Week. And this is a surprising Game of the Week. But it will be Chris Gallo versus Ryan Dice. uh, The hottest team in the league. The hottest team going in the UFFL right now. Ryan Dice. 97.4 97.4 projection going up against the number one team in the league at five and two. Uh, Chris Ryan, a 102 to 97 favorite, a 5.1 point favorite. And I got, I got to do it, man. I got to do it. I got to pick Chris because he's going to uh, make the playoffs and I need all those four and three teams to lose. That's the only reason why I'm picking him. But really, if I were picking with my heart and picking with who I think would win the game, I think Ryan Dice would get it done, man. He is he is on a mission to win all the games since you started really bad-mouthing this team. He hasn't lost since. And this dude might win the league. He's not winning the league. Let's tap the brakes. <laughs> tap the brakes real quick. I mean, come on. He's, I mean, it's three games in a row. Okay. A broken watch is right two times a day. Right, he's like, he he won three. Okay, well, more than a broken watch. Well, Chris hasn't necessarily set his lineup yet, so he still has he still has Thielen on the bench. He's got he's I don't know I I don't think that I don't think I mean look uh, man I I can't do it. Chris is gonna win. I'm picking Chris. <laughs> I'm never picking Ryan Dice. Never. I just want the record to show that I picked. I'm officially picking Chris to win the game, but I do think Ryan wins the game. I think no. Ryan's team is just out to um, avenge all of the nastiness that you've said about his team. So I think yeah, he no. wins. Chris is going to win. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Next game, Derek versus Mike. Uh, right now, it's showing Derek as a 38-point favorite, but Mike doesn't have a quarterback or a kicker. So let's give him 30 points for that. So that'll put Derek as an 8-point favorite. Um, he, doesn't even have a, he doesn't even have a quarterback on his bench. That's he doesn't have a quarterback. So, uh, Mike, if you need Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen, uh, feel free to hit me up. There is a there is an opportunity there. Um, I'm still going to pick Derek, though, even if he were to get – let's say uh, he makes a trade for Aaron Rodgers, put Aaron Rodgers in there and all that stuff. We'll give him uh, 30 points for that. I, I still think that uh, that Derek wins the game. You know, Tyler Lockett is surprisingly a really strong player for Derek. Um, I, I thought – Last game. Yeah, he, he had a huge game last week. I, I didn't think he was all that great, but uh, but yeah, he's really good. So I I like Derek's team. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm picking Derek this week. There's there's no way Mike's gonna find a a waiver wire quarterback and pull out a win with his team. That's just, he's just got too many too many 
bad players. There's no way that he can compete against Derek's team. I like Derek's team. Man, Mike's team's really bad. Rex Burkhead, uh, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup, Julio Jones has not been what he's been. Yeah, that's not good. That's not a good team. I thought Mike's team was better than that. Well, he went on a run. He went on a nice little run. He did what he had to do. He established his little bit of dominance and and, and did what he had to do. But, yeah, he's, yeah, whatever. Moving on to the next game, Eric versus Aaron. Uh, Aaron not starting a quarterback right now. Kyler Murray is on a bye. That's pretty much his entire team. So uh, I will give him 25 points uh, for quarterback. That would put Eric as a 16-point favorite. I think Eric wins going away. I think Aaron's team, without Kyler Murray, Aaron's team is just – I don't even want to talk about it. Like, it's just really bad. This is a this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I, I'm going to – I don't want to pick Eric, but I'm going to pick Eric. <laughs> yeah, look at me. His team's good. Like, he's got Mahomes. He's got Adams. Uh, Hunter Henry's a pretty good tight end. Gurley can put up some numbers. James Conner's been playing well. I mean, he. I, I like Eric's team. I think he has a chance to go all the way. production of Connor um yeah I mean Devontae Adams he's got some good players I I just yeah I mean it's not it's not like an all-world team yeah I'm like I'm not like but, wow look at this team yeah exactly right but he's got guys but that I, I'm really show up in certain weeks and they play out their ass and he pulls out a win I mean it, it is what it is it's fantasy football uh which speaking of your team uh who I hate uh, your team against Chuck this week. I really need you to win. I, you know, I, I need your team to win because you're three and four. Uh, Chuck's four and three, so I need some kind of parity there. Uh, you know, it's it's tough because if I were to win, which I'm gonna pick myself to win, and and get to get to four and four, and then you win, you're four and four, and then Chuck's four and four. So do I want all those four and four teams, or would I like you to go three and five and take my chances against Chuck? I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm picking Chuck. Wow. Wow, I'm I'm shocked. If looking across the board, looking at his players, looking at my players, and you're gonna have give him the edge, I'm I'm quite frankly I'm shocked. Uh, uh me too. Actually, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But my my real predicament is the Allen Robinson. I have one problem on my team is do I start Allen Robinson against the Saints, who we know who the Saints secondary is absolutely awful, or do I start Stephon Diggs against New England? Who I mean, so I've that's that is my problem this week. So I've got one problem, and yeah, I've got no other than that. I've got no issues. Aaron, if Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones doesn't play, then I'm in trouble with my running back. Other than, but anyway, I'm I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Even if I've got to pick up a garbage running back, I think I still edge out the win here. But Aaron Jones looks like he'll be back. Everything I read says he's fine. He's he's back to full health. And so I I feel pretty confident against Chuck. I'm ready to ready to start climbing that ladder and establishing myself again and and where I belong and that's the top of the rankings. I'm picking you to lose every week and wow. if you win, I am your, well, I am I'm your just Ryan saying, Dice. That is fantastic. Yeah, you're my Ryan Dice. <laughs> and so I'm just saying if if you win this week, then I'm going to start picking you to to win so that you can start oh, losing that, because that's nice. Well then it's I can't the, it's, that to it's officially the Ryan Dice effect. <laughs> me against Zane. Okay, here's the deal. I'm, I'm I'm laying it on the line. 
if I lose to Zane, it's over. I'm done worrying about my team, worrying about this season, worrying about ne- like I'm done. I'm just I'm tapping out. The only thing I'm going to do is the podcast. I'll just mail it in. You guys can have all my players, trade them. You know, I'll trade all my players for eighth round picks and tenth round picks. Like I'm done. This, like, this season is over if I lose to Zane. So will you will uh, you at least field a starting team? Yes, I, of course. I will always do that. I'll always start my entire team on like Chuck, who didn't start a kicker. I will start my whole team. I will start my whole team, including a kicker. I just I won't care. It it won't matter. I, if I lose to this horrible Zane team, it's over. You got you're up against DJ Moore. So <laughs> I mean that is look at the wide receivers. That's a scary. He's got a scary trio of DJ Moore, Devontae Parker, and Jamison Crowder and Jimmy Graham. That's a tough matchup. Josh Kelly and David Montgomery's running backs. I mean, his team is pretty solid. His his defense is on a bye. And the only really shining piece on his team is his kicker. His kicker is playing his ass off as a rookie. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed with Rodrigo Blankenship. I like his glasses. <laughs> I like everything about him. I'm I'm a big fan of the Blankenship. But yeah, he yeah. might at this point he might be a keeper. I mean, if everybody just breaks their femurs and shit for Zane's team, it might be his if, keeper. That'd be pretty impressive. I, I've never seen that in hell. It's 2020, so let's. That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty awesome, actually. Well, so my my question to you is, um, with with Clyde Edwards, Elaire, what are your feelings after seeing the first game with Le'Veon Bell? I think they're going to end up being very similar to what happened with the Browns. I think. They're going to both be must-starts because you're not going to know who's going to go off. One of them is going to go off, and one of them's not. And in some weeks, both of them are going to go off. I think that's just – that's the Chiefs' offense. I mean, that's what Tyreek Hill is. That's what anybody – in the, that's what T- Travis Kelsey is. Like, that's – anybody in that Chiefs' offense is subject to give you 30 points and then give you five. Like, it's – you can't really count on those guys. Like, they're all must-starts. Every single one of them. Like you have to start Tyreek Hill. You have to start uh Travis Kelsey. You have to start Edward Solaire and I think Le'Veon Bell's in that in that part too. Like I think Le'Veon Bell's gonna eventually go off. Like, he's gonna have one of those games. So it's so tough. Chiefs players are so tough because you're dumb, you're an idiot if you don't start them. And then they're very they're very likely gonna give you nothing. Or they could they could go off. So I think Le'Veon Bell and Edward Solaire are in that in that mold. I it, it's hard because I got to start him. I'm not going to put him on the bench. I mean, aside from the fact that he's by far and away my best player right now, I got to start him. And and he's not really producing all that much. So that's 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 where I'm at with it. Yeah, you're right. The Chiefs players, you're an idiot if you if you don't start him, and you're an idiot if if you do start him sometimes. So yeah, that's that's yep. a very tough. It's a it's, it's an easy 20 30 point fantasy swing either way. Just with starting a guy like that. Yeah, that's that's definitely. I was just I was just curious. Because that was a very big wrench. These these late these late trades in the season, first thing some of these high profile players definitely puts a wrench in a lot of fantasy, um, a lot of fantasy teams. And so I was just curious what your feelings were. So yeah, I, I I agree with you. I think they're both equally as capable of producing every week. It just depends on yeah who it is. So I like the fact that I got rid of Tyreek Hill not because he's not a good player, but because now I'm not uh you know sharing the Chiefs uh, touches like. If I'm watching a Chiefs game, I can 100% pull 
for one guy. Like I'm not like, oh, well, maybe it can go to either guy. So uh, I, I like having Tyreek Hill. He's a really good player, and I'm, I'm not a, I'm I'm not happy that I got rid of him as a producer because I think he's a really good player, and I want to start him. But I am glad that I'm not having to worry about. Oh well, I'm starting two Chiefs. Which one's gonna go off? Do I start both of them? Yes, you start both of them. all that crap that goes on when you have multiple Chiefs players. So, well, you can have Hill back next year. So, stay tuned. Are, are we really three? Are we a three segment podcast? We are a three segment. We we could be a four segment podcast if you would pull your end of the deal and get a a guest. Get a if we ever had a guest, right? If I need to start getting a guest on, I feel like you're not doing the work to get them on. I feel that there's people that would come on this podcast and do it. It'd be fun. I just feel like you're not putting the work in. I guarantee you I can message a few guys right now and get them on if we if we do this. So. Well, let's do that next week. We'll do we'll do a guest. We'll do – you get us a guest next week, whoever it is, because none of my friends want to come on. So you get a guest, and whoever it is will come on, and they'll go in, they'll go right before the deep thoughts. Now it's time for Deep Thoughts with Nick Fontenot. Well, for Deep Thoughts this week, I I think there's only one thing to talk about for me personally is that I got a job. I finally got a job. I've been without a job for four months. Basically, I I worked at a a pizza joint in Youngsville and, you know, I guess technically it was a job but i never really considered it a job it was just something to do it was passing the time it was collecting some income i thought it had a potential to be something more ended up not really having a whole lot of potential Um, i kept striking out with jobs Um, a lot of people have been asking me what happened with 1037 the game when i was at i was at 1037 the game and i was doing that for a little while just didn't work out man once covid hit uh, selling advertising was really difficult. Listen, selling advertising is really difficult in normal times. And once COVID-19 came, it was near impossible. And I was starting two careers at the same time. I was doing sales of advertising, which I didn't know anything about, and sports radio, which I didn't know anything about. I mean, I had done radio before, but never sports radio, never talk format. And now I'm doing sports radio when there's no sports being played. And I'm selling advertising in the worst time in advertising history. And it was just, it was a lot. And the people I was working for, they're a lot. Like the management was a lot. Like I liked my sales manager. He was fine. But the general manager, he's a bit much. And then the program director for 1037 The Game, he's he's a bit much. You know, he was my morning show partner as well. And it, it, we, we didn't really jive all that much. So it just it just became really bad. And I was really miserable. And so I just, I decided on my own to make a change. And uh, and I was four months without a job. And it was really tough. And I lucked into a, I think, I think I lucked into a really good job. And there's a lot of people, just a really bad time for searching for a job. And I just feel really fortunate that I finally got one. There were times when I thought I would never get a job. Like, seriously, I would sit there and just think it's never going to happen. Like, I'm never going to get a job. I'm never going to get back on my feet. And I've only been at the job for a couple days. And I'm already feeling revitalized. Like, just, hey, look, this is something that I can sink my teeth into. This is something that I can build on. This is something that I can make a, a company that I can make a career with. 
and I've only been there a couple of days. So I'm telling you, I'm not saying we have like a shitload of listeners, but anybody that might listen to this that's going through like a job search and a job hunt, like it's gonna happen. Like it's not gonna happen when you want it to or when you think it will, but eventually it's gonna happen. So um, I'm on the other side of it, and I'm really fortunate. Yeah, I'm happy for you. That's that's good. That's always good. You know, you you talked a few weeks ago about, or was it last week, about your um, the program that that you're on. The was it the is it the seventy day thing? Seventy five. Yeah, seventy five hard. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're doing these things to better you. You're getting a job. You know, you've you're you are on the up. You're you're going uphill. And that's a good thing. It's it's good for your soul. It's good for your it's good for your your mentality. And you know, seeing your post today made made a lot of people happy. I think that was probably your most yeah. popular post on Facebook today. And yeah, ever it, ever. And it's those it's those little things. You know, you've we have support. We have support people in our lives. You've got your friends. You've you've, you've got your spouses and your kids. And sometimes you you fail to neglect them or give them the attention they deserve. And you know, you can show them and, and, and Facebook is such a pain in the ass because it is such a, it's, I dislike Facebook. I don't share a lot of personal things on Facebook because I think people overshare and they, and they're hiding behind this false sense of how great their life is. And right. I, so I, I tend to not share a lot of my personal issues on Facebook because it's no one's business. That's my stuff. I don't need to air my dirty laundry on Facebook, but every once in a while it is nice to, just to give recognition and, and you, and you did that today and it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. It was nice. And I gave you a little bit of shit about it, but sure. Everybody, you know, a lot of guys did. And, and, I but don't you know, people, like, you know, and I don't think even people read your post cause you said, this is not her birthday. This is not right. anniversary. And I saw a bunch of happy birthdays, and happy anniversaries. I'm like, Come right. On, cause baby. that's really the only time that that's the only time that we really celebrate the people that support us. And my wife, Amanda has been amazing. amazing. I mean, she just supported me, supported my whole family, all of the dumb shit that I did in the last four months, all of the decisions that I made, the bad decisions, the poor decisions, you know, putting our family in debt and and making horrible judgment calls on some of the things that I've done. She had my back the entire time. She never wavered. I mean, how many how many people would have been in my situation and, you know, not, not had their spouse uh, really support them or had their spouse kind of on their ass say, Hey, look, you need to get your shit together. She never did that. She never said that. She always knew that, you know, I would eventually find my way. And so today I just felt like, you know, just something came over me where I was like, I felt like I wanted to uh, tell her something, not on her birthday, on Christmas or our anniversary, which is easy. And that's when most guys do that kind of thing. Right. I just wanted to do it on just a random day just to let her know, Hey, look, I got your back. And she, she likes stuff like that. And I don't do it enough and I'm probably not going to do it all that much. I'm not going to like, you know, start posting a bunch of stuff like that because then it loses its meaning, right? Like you, you do it every once in a while and then it's more impactful when you only do it like, you know, once or twice. If you're doing it all the time, then it doesn't really mean anything. Like you see all those guys all the time. They're like, oh, I love my wife. My wife is great. Well, you know what? You're probably trying to tell people that you're probably trying to play that up. It's probably not true. You know, so that, that that's kind of how I felt about it. And so that's the only reason why I did it. I, I, I When I did it, I was like, I just felt like something cool to do in the moment. I knew I was going to get a shitload of likes. It's whatever. And like you said, most people didn't even read it. A lot of people just, you know, posted Everybody that posted happy birthday or happy anniversary, like, come on, like you didn't, you clearly didn't even read the post. Yeah, so. they didn't read the post. But <laughs> no, but, but that, that, that was great. I'm happy for you. Um, <laughs> Amanda does, you know, it 
it's it's a partnership. I mean, your your spouse yeah. is, is there, and you know, you she knows that you're doing the best for your family. She knows that you don't want to make the family fail, to make the house fail. And so, you know, you're trying to do the best that you can to make sure that you're successful in your career or whatever choices you make. And, you know, like you said, you took a pizza job just because you needed to bring money in. I get it. It's it makes sense. This is not a this with COVID. It's not this time of the year is is not nothing's guaranteed. It's not normal. And so you got to do what you got to do. And so she she was there to support you. And that shows you who she is. And and you kind of figure out who, who you are and. Yeah, it was it, it was great. Good job on that post. I I have to call it out because I've never seen you do that, and hey, got a lot of good responses. Derek's Derek Derek's response was probably the most Derek response I've ever seen. <laughs> if there was a Derek, if there was a Derek post, that was a Derek post. This is the greatest uh, deep thoughts of all time so far. This is the this is the best one. You've been listening to UFFL the podcast. Now available on Apple and Spotify. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UFFL Podcast.